Hey, this is Jen, and we just wanted to mention that you may have noticed some sponsored segments in our podcasts. They're not ads. They're sponsored segments. <laughs> That's right. They're completely different. Yeah. Um, with the proceeds from our sponsored segments, we'll be uh, donating that to the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona. And we promise that we're not going to do ads for stuff that we don't believe in. So hopefully these ads, sorry, sponsored segments. That's right, Kurt. <laughs> That they don't seem too annoying to you. They're products we believe in, and it's to help raise money for a charity we believe in. And now, on with the episode. Hey, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make the Podcast. And this week, we are covering... I think my favorite height, like my favorite band from my high school days, um, Save Ferris. Exciting. Yes. Uh, Save Ferris, in case our listeners don't know, um, is a wonderful ska band fronted by Monique Powell, um, a.k.a. my spirit uh, person. <laughs> Your spirit uh, front person, front woman? Yes. <laughs> she is like what I wanted to be. Yes, I wanted to be a combination of Monique Powell and Gilda Radner, and I think that I'm somewhere there. I don't know. Um, I that's what I hope because they both bring a lot of joy, um, and they're both just wonderful women, and I love them so much. That's great. Uh, and actually, actually, why don't I just do this now? So, Kurt. We yes. play a little game on our radio show on KMKR, Is This On, uh, where we call it music or amusing. Yes. And I have a, well, it's not, I mean, it's kind of the same, music or amusing, Monique Powell versus Jennifer Lampers. Um, oh, excellent. Yes. Okay, so I have three facts that are things that Monique Powell and I have in common. And I would like you to guess which one is the lie. Excellent. Let's okay. do it. Number one, we both fronted a ska band, one of us a little bit more successfully. Uh, I know that that's true. So go ahead. Well, let's, let's wait until we hear all of them. Okay. <laughs> let's wait. Number two, we have both lost a game show. Ooh. Number three, we both have had pink hair. Oh, interesting. Um, well, I happen to know, unless you lied to me, that number one is true for both of you. Uh, for number two, I know that you have lost a game show, even though you are almost uh, genetically predisposed to win everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about, uh, about Monique, but I would assume that that's probably true. Um, and then... I know that uh, Monique has had pink hair. I think I asked you once, have you ever had red hair? And you, you had an emphatic no. So I'm going to go with number three is the one that's a lie. That is correct. And right. although I, I mean, like, I think that I'm using it a little bit loosely when I say fronted a ska band. Um, I don't know how long we were together, but I did play, like, I did get to sing. So I'm going to go with it. It feels right. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So I actually... And not that familiar with Save Ferris. I would often listen to, uh, you know, like the ska, you know, station or the ska, you know, uh, playlist on Apple Music. And uh, you'd get a little bit of Save Ferris come up. But um, after you said, hey, this is one of my favorite bands ever. Let's do this band. And I look into it. And I see that they have two whole complete albums. <laughs> hey, Which... look. Hey, look. <laughs> Hey, look, actually, that leads me very nicely into my first song. Um, I don't know if you found this because it's not on one of their albums. It's on a ska compilation album um, and it's S-Y-L-S-B. S-Y-L-S-B? That's right. Support your local ska band. Oh, okay. And I have so, not heard this. Yeah, I'm going to play just a little bit of that. Because they are on a lot of compilations. I know that they don't have a lot of full lengths, but they're on a lot of compilations and they're a wonderful band and I don't care. It makes me happy. So let's hear a little bit of Support Your Local Ska Band. even though it just may sting. Support them despite what the real musicians just might think. It's okay to lower standards in the name of a good cause. You could bend 
this time and give us your applause. S-Y-L-S-B, it means so much to me. S-Y-L-S-B, it's tough to play for free. S-Y-L-S-B, why can't they see? It's hard to be a ska band when you live in a lonely punk So what was that lyric? It's hard to be a ska band when you're what? Uh, when you live in a lonely punk land. <laughs> nice. But uh, my favorite lyric in that is, support your local ska band even though they just might stink. Support them just <laughs> despite what the re- real musicians just might think. <laughs> it's okay to lower standards in the name of a good cause. Bend the rules for us this time and give us your applause. <laughs> By the way, every ska band that has made it to the level of like recording something that, you know, is available to me, I like a lot. I just, I enjoy so many ska bands. I'm yeah. Sure that the, yeah. And I'm see, sure there's some that are out there that are not at that level that I might not enjoy, but. I don't think so. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> I don't think that that's true at all. Um, in fact, Save Ferris uh, headed up a two-day ska festival last year and i'm like why didn't i know about that i would have gone like two days of just ska sounds amazing was this on fire island perhaps no (laughs) it was in california and i'm not i can't quite remember where but yeah they did and i was like what amazing so do you know their current status as far as like, are they going to go back on the road after? So they did come out with new music a few years ago. Um, and I know Monique was working on a full length album. Um, and then there was COVID. So, you know, I mean, like, I'm hopeful that we'll get another album. Fingers crossed. Oh, Fingers more crossed. importantly, I hope we get another tour. I mean, yeah. I would love to see them in concert. Have you seen them in concert? Uh, I have, and Monique is the best, and she uh, is just so energetic and jumping around and singing and, like, always wearing the craziest outfits, and I love her. That's great. So, yeah. When and was it? When did you see her? Back when see I was them. in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. In their heyday. In in the safe Ferris heyday. Okay. As it were. By the way, did you happen to look at the, uh, in the Wikipedia entry about current members and past members? I did not. Okay. So for a band that has had two full-length albums, they have, uh, well, they currently have six people in the band, although I believe they have, like all the videos I've seen, have had seven, right? Drums, Mm -hmm. bass, guitar, uh, trumpet, trombone, sax, and Monique. So I don't know, is someone doing double duty there? I don't think Monique picked up an instrument, but... So well, got she six... used to play keyboards. Okay. Well, even still, that's, <laughs> I mean, you got your six basic instruments that you need for a ska band. Right. And, and add keyboards, but there are approximately 25 past members, which is amazing. <laughs> Look, it's, a... as, as evidenced by support your local ska band, it's hard to play for free. It's in there. Because so... <laughs> <laughs> that is one of their lyrics in that song. Actually, it might be closer to 20 past members. So including the six current members, it's maybe about 26 members total. So That have been a member of, say, oh. <laughs> Which would be phenomenal to be, right? You know. Maybe Maybe they were just sharing the love. I had to double check to make sure that I wasn't in there. So, And I'm not. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so one of, my, one of the songs that uh, caught my ear was Under 21. I love Under 21. I wonder where you're going to play this from because it was on my list as well. Oh, that's shocking. I had it uh, at 30 (laughs) seconds. That's good. That's good. I had it at 15, but let's go for 30.
So once inside, the music was no more. Yeah, the yeah. plan did not work out. No. So, so you yeah, can always that, bring the short skirt with you. That's what we. Le- that was the moral of that story. Uh, yeah, you got to plan these things with you. You got to plan. Right. So, I'm guessing that you have run into this situation probably more than others, right? Is this a correct statement? So, what is so weird about I never got carded at under 20 like at shows that were supposed to be 21 plus until after I was 21. Really? Yeah. How does that work? I don't I am a very tough looking short lady. Um, <laughs> right? That needs to go into your bio. I am a tough looking <laughs> short lady. Um, and I guess like I was just like super chill when I was after 21. And then that's when I started getting carded. Because before I used to look hard when I went up oh. to the door. You know what I mean? Like I'd be like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Because, you know, fake it till you make it. That's all I'm saying. It works really well. So you didn't need to pull that, uh, the, the uh, flirt your way into the door? Nope, I did do not. All I did right. not. Although I did have to tell off a bouncer in Tallahassee. Um, and what happened was I was at Bullwinkle Saloon, which is a members only saloon. And I had my member card. <laughs> I will tell you a whole story about that later. Um, okay. I had my member card and I had my ID and he cut it up because it was an Illinois ID and I was in Florida. Um, and I said, hey, buddy, that was a real ID. And now you owe me for me getting a new one sent here. So. And did he? Yeah. Oh, man- wow. I got the manager. And <laughs> I was like, hey, so I'm also a member. So like, mm, there's that. <laughs> because a lot of people okay. would use, yeah, people. Well, I guess you could get in if you weren't a member, but I was at the member door. Um, and it's like, what? I would lie to you about being 21 and being a member. That feels super ballsy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, like no, j- keep your lies to just one at a time as evidenced by our two truths and a lie slash music or amusing. Seriously. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah. I have had the other, ins- I have had the other side of that. Well, I mean, I've, I've, you know, being a taller individual, I have, uh, I have not been carded all that much, uh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to tell us that you had to flirt your way into a bar. No, I have never done that. I'm not even sure I know how to do that. It's really easy. I don't know. (laughs) It is super easy. I think that you were probably more uh, genetically predisposed to be uh, successful at that than I am. Oh, that's such a fixed mindset thing to say, Kurt. Perhaps. Growth mindset. I bet you could work on it. Oh, I'm sure that I could, but <laughs> maybe you could give me some lessons on how to we'll, do that. We'll we'll get tips off of the air here, so. <laughs> Solid. All right, so, I, go ahead. So that actually reminds me of another song off of that album, um, and it's called Super Spy. Did you have... Uh, yes, absolutely, I did. Oh my gosh, we're going to... This is going to be the 100% overlapping uh, day here. Well, well again, make a podcast. Two albums. So. You know what, sir? <laughs> Keep it to yourself. I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. It's not negativity. It's just it was my bad assumption that there was some more depth to that catalog going into there this. There is. So. There is. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. And I'm gonna play this at 20 seconds. Oh, I had 24. That's oh, nice. <laughs> the other day, I was I mean, the sucking on a lollipop right there just makes <laughs> it so funny. Because, like, at first you're like, are you guys just super paranoid? 
but then they're like making it hilarious too and i'm like i just i just love it i just think it's funny i think it's a great image um because you imagine like this like grizzled fbi looking dude um who is in like this dark suit and a hat and i imagine that it's a fedora i don't know if it is but i'm gonna say that it is for today um and he's got a cat he's got a black caddy too and that's just great everything's fabulous so i had a couple of thoughts about this first of all if if they recognize this person as a spy there's a very slim chance that this guy is actually a super spy right whole purpose of a spy is to blend in and not be identifiable well i feel like their use of the word super spy is like sarcastic oh okay that makes sense yeah because most likely humor don't know if you were aware hold it just a second let me write that one down sarcasm sarcasm is a form of humor okay thank you jen (laughs) (laughs) and the second thought that i had is this guy is probably more like a a pi like kojak right yes he is probably a a pi okay so she's probably like on a date with you know cheating on her spouse and that's where this guy is following him around how dare you how dare you (laughs) how dare you say that my monique powell would do any such thing i'm not saying monique would do it i'm just saying she wrote the song Oh, she wrote this in in the guise of a character who is doing okay sure i mean i'll give it to you maybe (laughs) but like monique powell is amazing so i i won't hear it i just okay And every single character that she sings as, and all of the songs are also amazing too, right? Shh. <laughs> now, Kurt. Okay. So, so I, actually, I have uh, two songs that uh, I thought were interesting, um, and I was I'm going to play them sort of back to back, and we'll talk about them as as a whole. The first one is uh, "Sorry, My Friend." Yes. Was that on your list also? It is not on my list, but I do like it. Wrote this song for you to say I'm sorry. I know that I was wrong and you don't like me. Why, why, why must you feel this way? I wish I had the words I needed to say. Okay, and then uh, then I'm going to play a little bit of Your Friend. What is happening, my friend? You see, I use the term so loosely these days. Seems we're headed towards the end. Soon to be parting our ways, because you're never going to think of someone else unless you thought that you could help yourself. And now the day is here when you will find you finally need the help of someone else. And they won't help with what you do. So the first song was basically her talking to a friend, saying that she's sorry about how she's behaved and she just wants to be friends again. And uh, and then in Your Friend, she's talking about how this friend is being a real drag, really, you know, bringing her down. And I believe it sounds like they're like two sides of the same relationship, right? Like well, she's singing- I think... I think maybe the second song came after she established healthy boundaries. Oh, okay. That's possible. That that, that maybe she's, but it seems like they could be written at the same time from the two different perspectives of that. Well, that is true. That is true. Which which made me laugh. In the first one, the person, the other person is not bringing it to the table, like is not compromising at all. So yeah, they could definitely be written from two sides of the same story. Which, and and they were not on the same album. Uh, No. Of their one was on one album, the other was on the other album. <laughs> is that but how you're going to refer to them from now on? Is that, is I know, that what actually. we're doing here? <laughs> All right. But I thought that that was it was an interesting uh, perspective on you know those two those two songs kind of the dichotomy of the same you know the same relationship. So I don't this, know if that's what they had in mind, but uh, this actually reminds me of another song that feels okay. like it fits nicely into this little puzzle. 
Uh, much as we've established in some other episodes, I do have songs for breakups. Um, <laughs> and this is one of them. And it is called Goodbye. And it is from uh, one of their two albums. Thanks for playing that up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Now we've reached the end Time for me to turn that bend When time has run away And there's no need for me to stay And lose myself to you So it's a healthy boundaries is what I'm saying That's all I'm saying Healthy boundaries are important so nice. goodbye, never want to see you again. Goodbye, don't want to be your friend so long. Have you actually sung that song to someone? No, but I have imagined singing it to somebody. I I'm trying to think as like the recipient. That would be like obviously heartbreaking, but kind of cool, right? Like right, a story. right. <laughs> it would be totally cool. It would be totally cool. <laughs> um, I believe, I'm not sure if that was like, when I broke up with my three-year high school boyfriend, I'm pretty sure that it was that song on repeat. You can ask my best friend, Amy. She will know for sure. Um, <laughs> because she was sick to death of whatever song that I was playing. Um, and it's normally along those lines. So, All right. Yeah. So, um, so there, yeah, there is a string of songs that are basically written about probably suboptimal relationships. And I'm going to play mm. one more of those. Oh, boy. <clears throat> So, uh, and this is a song called Do I Even Like You? Listening to Fugazi Wishing I wasn't such an asshole Hoping your friends will like me Throwing another party for you Do I even like you? I'll put myself in the position of the person that she's singing to. <laughs> I would have to imagine that, yeah, at least a little bit, because you wrote a song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're trying to probably figure some stuff out, but granted, it's only like a two minute and 32 second long song with an extended trombone solo. Right. But yes, I would say, yeah, I think you do a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It's a little bit. It's okay. She was trying to work it out. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I have this theory, and oh <laughs> and I'm, I don't know you know enough about this band to, but this is you know just a fun theory. So a lot of the songs that she wrote about are about not great relationships, and so I'm imagining after those two albums that she found someone that was real supportive, and she had trouble writing new songs. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's why they stopped. Oh, that's a nice theory. I like that. That's funny. okay. We'll see if that. It may, okay, it, if someone, Monique, if you're listening, let me know if that's even close. Yeah. So okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lean hard into happy right now because no, I feel like please we do. Okay. All right. So uh, one of my favorite songs um, describes a feeling that kids today don't have to deal with, um, in which we're you were waiting for the radio to play your song, um, oftentimes because you were going to record it with your tape player. Uh, you know, <laughs> these things are archaic. Okay, so here is a little bit of Turn It Up. I listen to my radio. like no matter what you're doing and no matter how bad your mood is you have to turn it up and then it just makes you happy because oh. that's what that song does for me oh yeah yeah i have dozens of songs like that 
which is, you know, not always helpful when you're like in at work, right? But, <laughs> uh, Fair point. Yeah. So did you, so yeah, that was something that uh, probably younger people today have no idea, but I would have blank tape in my, you know, oh, yeah. stereo. And when the radio came on, uh, you know, I would, I would like hit record, see what song they're playing. If it was a song I liked, then I would keep letting it record. And if it was a song I didn't like, I'd stop, rewind and get ready for the next one. And yeah, I'd create a mixtape of stuff that you'd record directly off the radio. And I will say that I was in the era where Napster started and it was still an infinitely easier to record via cassette than it was to download on Napster because I would have to wait like hours for one song to download. And in that time I could record an entire like two hours of music from the radio and then just edit it down. <laughs> you oh, know? So this is interesting. So you are a notorious rule follower. Right. So there yeah. were not clear and defined laws okay. at the time that I used the Napster. Once there was an actual legal precedent sent, I stopped using the Napster. Okay. So here's here's what I did. I I used uh, LimeWire. Oh yeah, very similar. I also used LimeWire. Um, but I would only download stuff that I uh, purchased previously on cassette or album, and either lost or didn't have anymore. Uh, or, you know, like the tape broke or something. So I would, I would download stuff. That, oh, I used to have that. Uh, so I, I paid for it at one point in time. So that was my, uh, that was uh, your moral your argument. Way to justification, your yeah. roundabout justification. Excellent. Um, so I then take it where, I don't know if other people did this, but I also did the thing where I, I think I actually checked out both Save Ferris albums from the library and then I ripped them onto my computer. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, this seems fair. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So while we're talking about stuff that uh, we did back in the uh, ancient times. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so far, there, so long ago. <laughs> so uh, there, the biggest hit from Save Ferris was this little ditty. <laughs> This song originally came out in 1982, uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners, and it yes. was a huge song. Right? Oh my god, so good! And, and and you know, so okay, so you're agreeing with me, even though you were not born yet. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I know you're aware of the song, and you're aware. I of the... am agreeing with you, and I will stand by that. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't uh, turn that down when you agree with me. I but... just, I'm just saying, I don't know. <laughs> so, but this was such a huge song, and it would you would hear it everywhere, and it was like you know, and you know, you would go to you know a music store, you go to you know the bowling alley, you go to wherever you hear the song, absolutely everywhere. I think 60 Minutes had it as its theme for a little while. And you'd hear that, and you'd hear that lyric, the tu la, lu ra, tu la, lu ra, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't know what that means, but there's not a thing that I can do about it. There's not a thing <laughs> that I can go to and look it up and say, what are they, what are they trying to say there? Maybe you could catch an interview somewhere where they talk about it, but that's like, but I never did. So only now, thirty-eight years later. Did I have to look up what those lyrics mean? And super oh my god, what do they mean? Because I've never even thought about looking them up. They don't mean anything. They're oh. just kind of a doo wop, you know, wop bop loo bop kind of thing. Yeah. Just, I, I was hoping that there was some sort of, you know, I, I assume Irish kind of, uh, you know, meaning behind them, but no, it's, no. it's nothing. But. Oh. But that's what happened in 1982. You'd hear something, you would hear a lyric and like, oh, what does that mean? Ah, guess I'll never know. And <laughs> <laughs> Now you can just like tell Alexa and ask her what it is. You know what I mean? Like, or Siri. And exactly. be like, hey, Siri, what does this mean? Oh, good times. So I um, sang this for auditions into the higher level show choir. 
Uh, you guys so had more than one show choir? We had two show choirs. Oh, my God. Uh, there was the Ladies Only, which was New Horizons. <laughs> and then there was the uh, mixed group, uh, the Town Criers. Uh, and I sang... <laughs> Just deal with it, Kurt. This is all facts. Um, and I sang the Come On Eileen version of this song. Or, I'm sorry, the Come On Eileen uh, Save Ferris version okay. of this song. Um, and I, I think I got my friend Scotty to play like his trumpet for it. Okay. Because <laughs> so, normally what you do is you just give um, Mrs. Swanson the the sheet, sheet music, music. Yeah. and she is yeah she was the she was the uh pianist um accompanist for the show choirs um and she would just play your song right and i was like mm, no <laughs> scotty do you want to play <laughs> the trumpet for me please i feel like we could sell it better <laughs> okay did it work it did work i got in and then i got <laughs> almost every single character solo that there is because I somehow was able to sing those really fast lines pretty articulately so that you could actually understand the words, um, which is hard to do. I mean, like I had to practice the song forever to do it because um, poor old Johnny Ray sounded sad upon the radio. He moved a million hearts in mono. Our mother's you. To sing along, who blame them? Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, um, it's hard to get like that part, and then also when she gets into the later song where she goes, "These people round here wear beaten down eyes, like smoke dried faces, are signed to other faders, but not us. No, not us. We are far too young and clever." Anyway, and so the like the the selling it ended up getting me all of my character solos. It's, I think that's what that was. Because, I mean, you're singing it right now. It sounds more like Dexy's tempo than, uh, than Ferris's oh, tempo. no. It's Ferris. <laughs> it's, somebody played along with my singing. I promise you that it's Ferris's tempo. We're fine. Oh, I believe back in the day. I mean, but I'm just saying right now, that sounded like... Uh, mm. I mean... You're, you're not okay. as young as you used to be, Jeff. <laughs> and this is the last episode of Curtain Jen Making <laughs> Goodbye, folks. I never want to see you again. Goodbye. I don't want to be your friend. So we'll be <laughs> oh, okay. So, because that, I mean, that is a, a, it was an upbeat song in the first place. And that was a quick tempo. The uh, yeah. you know, the, to you know, to skankify it to a ska song, you just you know really crank up the. Why? Tempo. Thank you for that transition. Um, have you listened to their newest EP? <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, look at that! <laughs> ah, let me find another thing that Kurt hasn't found. Okay, so I'm going to play the song "New Sound," and before I play that song, Kurt, did yes. you like the specials? Yes, I do like the specials. Do you like Neville Staples? I, I am not sure that I know Neville Staples. Well, you will hear him right now. And it is not plural. It is just staple. Uh, just in <laughs> case. Just for anybody in the, in the listenership. Here is a little bit of New Sound, which is their latest EP. Troubles away, nothing nobody can say. Rudy looking smooth in the dance hall, he jumping like troubles away. Rudy done move and he swears, nothing nobody can say. There is a new sound coming around. There is a new sound out on the town. So that part didn't have Neville in it, but he is at the very beginning of the song um, and he is from the specials and he is featured in that song, New Sound, um, the original Rude Boy. So good. Uh. Actually, I have heard that song. I, yeah. I do like that song. It, but he's not one of the Staples singers though, right? No. He's... <laughs> do you know You're the Staples so... singers? I do not. Uh, 
yeah, the Staples Singers are uh, kind of a they're they're like a, a seventies uh, gospely R and B kind of group. Like uh, they did like I'll Take You There and Respect oh. Yourself. Okay, okay. So, so if you knew them, that would have been a great joke. That would have anyway. been a better joke if I <laughs> had only gotten the reference. All right. Okay. okay. So yeah, that was. Uh, so that was a very cool song. I enjoyed it. Did you have something but, particularly funny about that that you wanted to bring up? Yes, that she was skanking the night away. All right. That is literally a that is literally a lyric in that song, skanking the night away. Which can we just bring it back to like modern day usage? I'm just saying it was such a fun word to say. <laughs> well, I think that if you're supporting your local ska band, that you probably do use it on a regular and you've basis. And you never let it go away. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just never let that go away. One more song that I do want to bring up, um, and it fits nicely with our little talk about the Staples. Um, did you know that Save Ferris has covered the Isley Brothers, the Waitresses, and the Kinks? I did not know that. We could have yes. we could have done a uh, two truths and a lie on that, and I would have. You probably would have. Stopped I it. I also had that one ready to go as a two okay. truths and a lie, but then I couldn't figure out who I would put as the fourth one because I would have to put all three of those in because I, there's no way that I can take out any of them. Um, but one of my favorite ways in which they covered the Isley Brothers was in the song I Know. I love that they just drop in shout in the middle of the song. Um, and it was also featured on a motion picture, which Monique Powell also was in. Oh, what, did what you know motion? that? I did not know that. Oh my God, it's so exciting. Um, it is uh, 10 things I hate about you. Uh, ah. The band is letters to Cleo, but in the very last scene, Monique Powell is in it as well. And it, sings. Monique Power, Powell is is she fronting Letters to Cleo or just? Uh, yeah, she's like, it's like a duet. And then she steals the spotlight because how could she not? I don't know. Oh. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's probably a loose interpretation of the word cover. Although I do appreciate <gasps> that. I mean, they didn't do the whole song, but they I do, do it. Did they? Mm, they do it throughout. That was oh, just okay. one of, yeah. Okay. I do. They sample it in a ska manner. So they play it. <laughs> I, I like it. I do appreciate when you, uh, when bands make those kind of references to other songs and things like that. Uh, so I, it's cool, but again, probably a, I wouldn't call that a cover necessarily. Okay, fair, fair, fair. If you want to okay. split hairs, that's okay. So I have one <laughs> more. Do I, do I want to split hairs? Are you asking? That? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your hobby? Is that what you do in your free time? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. All right. Good to know. Uh, there, <laughs> there is one other cover that I want to play. And the reason that it's a little bit funny um, is Monique Powell is Jewish, uh, culturally Jewish. And she does a cover of the waitress's Christmas wrapping and she changes the lyrics. So I'm going to play that right now. Oh, 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 woke up this morning with a scary feeling Realized it was November 1st, Christmas, oh my god, it's nearing What am I to do, I said, then I covered up my head Prayed for sleep for two more months until this holy mess is over Wasn't that lucky, turned on the TV, beanie babies on the news Biggest selling gift this year, what's a tired Jew to do? So TV off, tried to escape, called my friend from Silver Lake Said to me on Fairfax for some I just really appreciate it because she completely rewrote the whole song uh, <laughs> and still has that same vibe to it because I do love this song. Um, and oh, it yeah. was, it's just so much joy that she did that. I just love it so much. 
and like- she hosts a Chris Mahana Kwanzaa every year. Um, <laughs> in case our listeners needed to know, she hosts a Christmas Mahana Kwanzaa for all of her friends every year where she makes brisket. Um, and it's, I just, she's just like the, I don't know. It's just, she's amazing. Period. So, are, is Exclamation point. To- is it, <laughs> is it your goal to be invited to that Chris Mahana Kwanzaa? I would die. I think I would die. I, okay. Yes. Monique, I would complete if, this life and move on. If you're on listening, one more request. Uh, <laughs> ben would, and, and frankly, both of us would love to come to <laughs> Chris Mahana Kwanzaa celebration. Oh. By the way, when you brought that up, I was, I didn't remember that song at all from the, the waitresses. And then when you played it, I was like, Oh yeah, I I don't know it, and I'm not even 100 percent sure that I I knew the song, but that is totally a waitress's vibe. Yes, yeah, it is one of their Christmas songs. Um, the other the Kinks cover that she did was also a Christmas song, Father Father Christmas. Christmas? Okay. Yeah, in which she did not rewrite the lyrics, which I appreciated as well because, like, I just I love them both. I ah, uh, normally I only play like she and him at Christmas. Um, and now I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I also play these two Save Ferris songs at Christmas. <sighs> Very cool. Yeah. They, that, yeah, so that and shows good judgment on when to mix up the lyrics and when you keep the original lyrics. So. Yeah. So this is, yeah, I, I like it when bands will like add additional lyrics or, or write new lyrics to, which we talked about, like when, the, when we talked about the presidents, when they did kick out the jams and wrote their own lyrics to it. So I, I dig that. So definite plus it is for pretty amazing. So now right. that leads us to our new segment. The funniest song. <laughs> Because I haven't thought of a better name for this segment. Kurt, have you thought of a better name? I can't imagine a more concise name. That, <laughs> that uh, So, yeah, let's... Uh, let... So that's a name. That's what we're going with. That's a name. Yes. Insert jingle here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in this case, uh, Jen and I both establish what we think the funniest song from the band is. And in this case, we happen to agree. I mean, it is none other than the government substitute for meat. Spam. Chernobyl. <laughs> did you did you fact check that lyric? I did not. I would have to imagine that they were taking some poetic license, but I think that they might have been. Yes. <laughs> and that's I didn't fact check it either, so who knows, but I enjoyed all of the rhymes there and it's 100% worth it. Um and also Chernobyl's fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, aside from that whole, you know, radiation, it's fine. That's cool. Uh what? No, it's fine. <laughs> So have you have you eaten spam before? I have not. Although um, when we were in Hawaii briefly, I think we were there for two weeks. Um, it is a big thing to eat. Oh yeah, it spam. is a big thing there. Yeah, it's big, and it was like on every menu. And I was like, "What is going what is, on?" Do you know where the 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 word spam comes from? I do not. But please, please tell me. It is a portmanteau of spiced ham. <gasps> So fancy, and, <laughs> and okay. Might I say, an excellent improv duo. <laughs> I am referring to Portmanteau. Um, oh, is that their name? No, no what's it's their not. name? It's, it's uh, Portman Splain. Oh, Portman Splain. That's which right. is a portmanteau of right. Portmanteau and Mansplain. Mansplain. All right. Cool. <laughs> so cool. 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 So spam, straight out of the can, which is actually uh, help, you know, not healthy, but safe to eat out of the can. But if you were to actually throw that up and put that in a frying pan and fry it up a little bit, it's not bad. Oh my it's gosh. Like, That's so, good to know. 
Same with baloney. It's like baloney by itself is just like, you know, questionable. I have eaten neither of these things. So I'm not saying that it's great. However, if you're in a situation, you know, maybe you've got like a Donner Party thing going on, and you only have spam or uh, or bologna, and you've got access to just like a frying pan, it makes it so much better. Okay, good. It's Thank you for the pro tip on making it palatable. <laughs> Thank you for that. This is going to also be a new segment where Cooking Kurt tips. makes something palatable. <laughs> and sometimes Jen will say words correctly. I don't, let's not make promises we can't keep. That's all I'm saying. And then Jen will add, add lots of salt to it. <laughs> yeah. That is a true statement. True statement. So. Well, actually, I, we're, I was going to add, uh, so we do, uh, we flash back to the 80s a little bit with uh, the, uh, Dexy's Midnight Runner song, but there was also another reference. You know, I'm sure that you know, but uh, the name of the band refers. Oh, to... Oh, of course, to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. Right. So, and, and have you seen that movie recently? I have not. Okay. So I was going to ask whether you think that that movie. I haven't seen it recently. I do not. Th- I do not think it will hold up. Okay. And mainly because all of the female characters get like a line. Um, and Sloane's character is not great. I remember thinking that when I saw it originally and I'm like, Ooh, this is not a lady I would like to be. So. Oh, so you don't even, so did you like the movie? Oh no, I like the movie. I like the okay. concept, but it's like, um, a lot of older films where the female character is just one dimensional to be pretty. Like that's their entire role is they're the pretty. And then when they have the thoughts, they are not the liked. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good times. I, I agree with that that sentiment. Uh, and Sloane did an excellent job of being pretty. Yes, <laughs> to... she was very pretty. <laughs> but Ferris is such a jerk in this movie. Yes, he is a big jerk. I did not like him so much. I liked his best friend, um, Cameron. Was it Cameron, Cameron? Right. Yeah. So Cameron was my favorite character in this movie when I watched it because he seemed the most. Sympathetic? Same. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I liked he seemed like the most nor like I was like of relatable. His relatable would, is the word I wanted, not sympathetic. Okay. Relatable. Um, yeah, he seemed the most like stable and normal of the group. Um, and like nice. Like he was a kind person. And I remember thinking, like, these other two, I don't like you guys so much. But I'm also um gosh, what was the movie that had Ducky in it? Oh, uh, Pretty in Pink. Okay, I am still angry to this day that she doesn't end up with Ducky because Ducky is clearly the better choice. I said it. I said what I said. Oh, yeah. I I, I totally agree. The John Cryer character is... Uh, I just... Yeah. Wa- I, what? I, I remember watching it and being like, this is wrong. This is so... Somebody needs to shake this girl and be like, Ducky. <laughs> I think, <sighs> yeah, I think that that was actually pretty universal. In that oh, movie. good. I'm glad that that's universal because that, I did not love the ending because of that, so. And I certainly identified more with Ducky than the other guy. I also identified more with Ducky than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ducky's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Oh, good times. All right. So. All right, let me, uh, oh, I just want to add another, uh, before we get off, the, uh, when I was going through the, the Wikipedia page, and I usually do this when I start doing research, I go through the Wikipedia page. If you want, like, a feel-good story, then just go to a bunch, any any band that you've heard of, and go to the section of the Wikipedia page, which is, like, the early years, and you hear about them, like how they were discovered and how they were playing these these places and how they sort of hit stardom. Every one of them just makes me feel good, right? It's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, right. They were playing this, you know, in their garage or they were playing at this, you know, opening for an opening act on a side stage and they got discovered. It's like, yeah, that feels great. So... Definitely true with Save Ferris and definitely true with just about any other band that wasn't like a prepackaged like super group or something like that. Oh, yeah. 
We'll come back to that in a minute. Oh. Um, but I think it's time now for us to rate the humor of Save Ferris. Would you agree? Yes, I believe okay. it's time. All right, Kurt, I'm going to make you go first. Oh, I know. This, all right. Uh, so I very much enjoy the band. Uh, I, you know, not a whole lot of the songs were out and out funny. Uh, Spam definitely was. Uh, and there's some funny bits in a lot of the songs, but they're like a solid four for me. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's respectable. Um, my personal rating for them is six, uh, mainly because of Spam. Uh, she has a girlfriend now. All of their oh. awesome covers. Oh, you're giving them credit for She Has a Girlfriend now? The Big Fish song? I'm giving them like half a point for that because it was wow. just Monique on that song. Um, but as we know, you can't have Safe Ferris without Monique. So. <laughs> yeah, and apparently none of the other uh, uh, musicians in the band are irreplaceable, but. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's got that star, you know what I mean? Like, she's a star. She's great. I love her. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to give them a six. All right. And then next week is a listener pick. Is that correct? That is correct. And we have a wonderful suggestion of what one might call a supergroup from our wonderful listener, Justin. I can't wait to hear what this is. It is. The Spice Girls. Oh my gosh, the Spice yeah, Girls. The Spice Girls. Oh. Okay, so are we talking about uh, you know, like uh, tongue-in-cheek humor here, or are we talking about actual humor, intended humor that the band is bringing? We can do both. <laughs> okay. Why not both? <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, I am so excited. And our listener at- said... He didn't think it was on brand, but <laughs> I said, no, no, no one says no to the Spice Girls. <laughs> is this another spirit animal of yours? Uh, the posh is definitely yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, excellent. Uh, so I get to do a deep dive into the Spice Girls. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Oh, it was so hard to keep this a secret for the whole... <laughs> Two days that I had to keep this a secret for. But thank goodness he literally just wrote in. So, because I can't stand that kind of surprise anxiety. Wow. You are are more excited about the Spice Girls than I thought you would be, but that's great. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So, until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And And we we just just made made a podcast. podcast. Okay. One. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my...